I'm not going to preach for very long. I'm not going to go for very long this morning because I, I just believe God wants to. Well, I know God wants to. I know. Even better if I could get this thing from it. Online this morning, for those watching online this morning. Um, I believe this is for you as well. Those that will be watching it online in days to come. This word is not limited to just this morning. I believe there's going to be a whole load of people that are going to hear this word and going to say, that's God's word for me. That's God's word for me. And coming from 2 Kings, chapter 4. 2 Kings, chapter 4. Elisha. Elisha's the man that moves with a double portion. Elijah did a lot of things, but Elisha did twice as many. Verse 42. Short story here. Then a man came from Baal and brought the man of God, that's Elisha, bread of the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley bread and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, give it to the people that they may eat. And the servant said, what shall I set before 100 men? And he said, give it to the people that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. The backdrop here is a famine. The backdrop is a famine. There are this nation in this story was experiencing a famine. Now, we have no concept of a famine. We have no concept. We think a famine comes when there's not enough baked beans on the Asda shelf. But a famine in this culture, if you had a famine this year, meant you weren't going to get a crop next year. And if it didn't rain then, you didn't get a crop the year after. There's no future. When a famine comes in, you can't see a future. When a famine kicks into your life, and everyone in this building this morning will know a time when you have had a famine in your life. And there are people here this morning that are still moving through no fault of their own. No fault of their own, still living and having to breathe and exist every day with hope in their heart, but a famine in their life. It's a dry place. A famine is a dry place. A place where you hear nothing. A place where you can't feed. A place where... Everything that's in your heart is tested almost to breaking point. 
It's not your everyday trouble. This is bigger. This famine is threatening your future. This famine is mocking you. This famine is disturbing you. This famine is testing you right out to the limits of what you can endure. Praise God. In a famine, you'll hear the word of God. In a famine, you will, if you're listening, you will hear the word of God coming to you. It feels like he's not speaking to you. He feels like he's a million. Where are you, God? What's happening here? But if you will just calm yourself down for a moment, God will speak to you. I believe this morning for certain people in this gathering, for certain people online, God is going to speak to you. Already he's got your attention. And that's the hardest bit when you're in a famine. All you can see is what you need. What you've been holding before God for so long now. Where is it? Where is it, God? What's happening here? Why isn't it? Why this, that, and and God's gonna to speak to you. Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone. I've tried that one. It doesn't work. No. No. Man's got to live by every word that proceeds from God. Yeah, it's true. That is true. Unless God is speaking to me on a regular basis, I can't exist. I don't want to do this job unless God is speaking to me. Yeah. I'm not going to churn it out week after week. I want God to speak with me. Amen. I want to tell you this morning. I didn't realize this until this week. Famine is the best thing that can happen to you because it's the ingredient for a miracle. It's the ingredient for a miracle. It's how you respond that is the issue. When you're in a famine, you don't feel you've got the energy to respond. When you've had word over there, word over there, word over there, medical advice over there, financial advice maybe over there, whatever your famine is, whatever your famine is, when you will get lots and lots of word. But it's the word that matters. It's the word that can only bring life, that can only bring fruitfulness back into a famine situation. And God is more willing to do it than we are to receive. 
It's an opportunity for an abundant God to manifest himself. A famine is the place of blessing, potential blessing. Famine is the place where God moves. I believe famine is the place where God lives. He lives in there. He wants to be manifested in a famine, in your famine, in my famine, whatever that may be at any time. But this is a famine here. There's a hundred guys. They've got nothing to eat. And there's no prospect of getting anything to eat. There's no prospect of coming out of their famine. The man of God turns up. And he speaks the word of God. And the word of God changes everything. It changes everything. You don't... When you're in a famine and you've been there for a long time, it's hard then to receive another word from God. A hundred men are going to see something that has never happened to them before. That's the miracle of a famine. Something that hasn't happened to you before is going to take, or has the potential to take place if you'll believe again. If you'll go again. What does his servant say? And this, well, this, this guy's brought a little bit of bread, a little bit of grain, but there's a hundred people here, it's not enough. My God's the God of not enough. My God's the God of more than enough. My God moves in in wonders. Here's a man, the servant. He's watched, he's been with Elisha. He served Elisha. He's seen miracles, but it hasn't touched his heart. The purpose of a miracle is to touch your heart. The purpose of a miracle is to change your heart. Not just go, wow, thank you, God, but to change the person. It has to change the person or you can't handle the miracle. I remember the lepers. Only one came back and said thank you to Jesus because his heart had changed. The other people took the miracle, lived in the miracle of being healed miraculously, but never came back because they hadn't changed. A miracle is meant to change your heart. So that we can be more in tune with God, that what we have we give away. Elijah says, give give it to the people. I believe that's what God said to me this morning. Give it to the people. I haven't got anything to give God. Give it to the people. Give it to the people that are going to gather. Give it to the people that are listening online, watching online. Give it. That's what we're going to do this morning.
in times of famine, there's going to be enough for you to pick up your dream again and have leftovers. When a miracle moves into your life, it is not just for you. God supplies a miracle. He says, now take the miracle, enjoy the miracle, live in the miracle, but give it away. Let the world know that I am a kind, compassionate, miracle-working God, that I love my people. You know what you give monetary-wise to this church affects other people. Do you know that? When you tithe, anyone who tithes, you think you're just giving money to the church, giving it to God, giving it to God. No, you're not just giving it to God because God doesn't need your money. When you give to God willingly from an open, honest heart, other people get blessed. Only two weeks ago, Dan came to me, a certain need in the church. Won't obviously say who it is or what it is. He said, can we? I said, yeah, go and do it. Bless that person. Bless them. Do you realize that the giving of this church has built three churches on the other side of the world in three different places through Trudy? The miraculous giving, 7,000 pounds was given a few weeks ago for a church to building to be built in Mexico. That's all it took was 7,000 pounds. And you gave it. What's the spin-off? Other people who were never going to meet have been touched by a miraculous gift. To them, that was a miracle. They were believing for a miracle. God supplied their miracle. If he supplies their miracle, he will supply yours. I'm not just coming out with bold speech this morning. I'm telling you the truth. You've got to believe it again. For some people, you've got to go again and believe what God has said over your life. Some other people here, maybe this is the first time, believe me, hear me. I have proved that God is a miraculous God. Paul the Apostle said, My God will meet all your need in Christ Jesus. I can say to you, My God will meet your need. According to His grace in Christ Jesus. Elisha said, give them the food. hundred guys, a hundred hungry people 
what was given didn't commute to a hundred feeding a hundred people. Five loaves and two fishes doesn't feed 40,000 people plus. But when God blesses it, I'm done. I don't. We don't need any more preaching this morning. I believe if your famine is coming to an end. Amen. I believe that. I believe that from this morning, your famine, whatever that means to you, is coming to an end. Because the Word of God has come. The Word of God has come. Only you can judge whether this is the Word of God to you. I believe it is, but only you must judge that. Yeah. I'm not trying to whip anything up here this morning. I believe you found him. Come to an end. Oh, if you'll accept it this morning. I believe that. Health. I believe it's not just food. Obviously, it's a case of food, but it's everything about you. That which you've been hanging on to. And you see nothing. And there's no indication of anything changing. God says, it's going to change. 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 It's not staying the way it is. It's not staying the way it is. It's going to change. It is changing. It is changing. It's not going to change. It is changing. From this moment on, I declare over you, God is changing your famine into fruitfulness. We're going to do something. something If you're here with your husband, the word says, I wish men would lift holy hands when they pray. I believe, first of all, I'm going to call on men, if your wife's here, if your wife's not here, it doesn't matter. But if you're here and you're married, I want you to lift your hands right now and pray. 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 Let that famine go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, over my family, 
my loved ones, my son, my children. I want my son saved in Jesus' name, born again in Jesus' name. There's been a famine, God, and I want the famine gone in Jesus' name. I want to see him in the kingdom. Pray over your family. That which you know is a famine. An end to it. An increase. An increase. Plentifulness. The hope that's been deferred. Go in Jesus' name. And let faith rise again. In Jesus' name over my family. Or whatever it else is you need in your family, guys. For ladies here, I want you to lift your hand and receive. If you believe this is the word from God, then I want you to lift your hands and receive it in Jesus' name. And when you receive it, it's like a seed that will go inside you and it will come to birth. It will. God's word never returns to him void. It always accomplishes that which he has sent it to accomplish. It's impossible for God's word to, do, to achieve nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A famine is the ingredient for a miracle. Famine is the ingredient for a miracle. Let's just worship Jesus and we'll come back again. Don't let this word go from your heart right now when we start to worship. Your worship now is in thankfulness. If you believe God has spoken to you this morning, if you believe God has spoken into your heart this morning, as we worship him, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks this morning.